Welcome to the Bible in a Year with Manna. I'm your host, Riley Halliday, and joining me today is Richard Young, mm-hmm. King Richard, privilege. Sir Richard the Young. <laughs> Love when we get together, bro. Um, me too. So join us as we experience God's Word together to grow in our relationship with Him. Again, today we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Version, BSB, if you want to look that up. We're in the one-year chronological Bible reading plan which can be found in version, and we are on day 44. We'll be reading the in the book of Exodus, chapter 37, 38, and then we'll hit 39, verses 1 through 31. Let's dive in. Exodus chapter 37. Basilel went on to construct the Ark of Acacia Wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold both inside and out and made a gold molding around it. He cast four gold rings for its four feet, two rings on one side and two on the other. Then he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark in order to carry it. He constructed a mercy seat of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubit and a half wide. He made two cherubim of hammered gold at the ends of the mercy seat, one cherub on one end and the other on the other, all made from one piece of gold. And the cherubim had wings that spread upward, overshadowing the mercy seat. The cherubim faced each other, looking toward the mercy seat. He also made the table of acacia wood two cubits long, a cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding around it. He made a rim around it, a handbreadth wide, and put a gold molding on the rim. He cast four gold rings for the table and fastened them to the four corners at its four legs. The rings were placed close to the rim to serve as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood for carrying the table and overlaid them with gold. He also made the utensils for the table out of pure gold, its plates and dishes, as well as its bowls and pitchers for pouring drink offerings. Then he made the lampstand out of pure hammered gold, all of one piece, its base and shaft, its cups, and its buds and petals. Six branches extended from the sides, three on one side and three on the other. There were three cups shaped like almond blossoms on the first branch, each with buds and petals, three on the next branch, and the same for all six branches that extended from the lampstand. And on the lampstand were four cups shaped like almond blossoms with buds and petals. A bud was under the first pair of the branches that extended from the lampstand, a bud under the second pair, and a bud under the third pair. The buds and branches were all of one piece with the lampstand, hammered out of pure gold. He also made its seven lamps, its wick trimmers, and trays of pure gold. He made the lampstand and all its utensils from a talent of pure gold. He made the altar of incense out of acacia wood. It was square, a cubit long, a cubit wide, and two cubits high. Its horns were of one piece, and he overlaid with pure gold the top of and all the sides of the horns. Then he made a molding of gold around it. He made two gold rings below the molding on opposite sides to hold the poles used to carry it. 
He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the sacred anointing oil and the pure fragrant incense, the work of a perfumer. Exodus chapter 38. Bezalel constructed the altar of burnt offering from acacia wood. It was square, five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high. He made a horn at each end of its four corners, so that the horns and the altar were of one piece. And he overlaid the altar with bronze. He made all the altar's utensils of bronze, its pots, shovels, sprinkling bowls, meat forks, and fire pans. He made a grate of bronze mesh for the altar under its ledge, halfway up from the bottom. At the four corners of the bronze grate, he cast four rings as holders for the poles, and he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. Then he inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar for carrying it. He made the altar with the boards so that it was hollow. Next he made the bronze basin and its stand from the mirrors of the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Then he constructed a courtyard. The south side of the courtyard was a hundred cubits long and had curtains of finely spun linen with twenty posts and twenty bronze bases and silver hooks and bands on the posts. The north side was also a hundred cubits long with twenty posts and twenty bronze bases. The hooks and the bands of the posts were silver. The west side was fifty cubits long and had curtains with ten posts and ten bases. The hooks and the bands of the posts were silver, and the east side towards the sunrise was fifty cubits long. The curtains on one side of the entrance were fifteen cubits long, with three posts and three bases, and the curtains on the other side were also fifteen cubits long, with three posts and three bases as well. All the curtains around the courtyard were made of finely spun linen. The bases of the posts were bronze, and the hooks and the bands were silver, and the plating for the top of the post was silver. So all the posts of the courtyard were banded with silver. The curtain for the entrance to the courtyard was embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely spun linen. It was 20 cubits long and, like the curtains of the courtyard, five cubits high with four posts and four bronze bases. Their hooks were silver, as well as the bands and the plating for their tops. All the tent pegs for the tabernacle in the surrounding courtyard were bronze. This is the inventory of the tabernacle. The tabernacle of the testimony, as recorded at Moses' command by the Levites under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest. Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that the Lord had commanded Moses. With him was Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Jan, an engraver, designer, and embroider in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. All the gold from the wave offering used for the work of the sanctuary totaled 20 talents and 730 shekels according to the sanctuary shekel. The silver from those numbered among the congregation totaled 100 talents 
and 1,775 shekels, according to the sanctuary shekel, a becca per person, that is half a shekel, according to the sanctuary shekel, from everyone 20 years of age or older who had crossed over to be numbered a total of 603,550 men. The hundred talents of silver were used to cast the bases of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil. One hundred bases from the one hundred talents, one talent per base. With the 1,775 shekels of silver, he made the hooks for the posts, overlaid their tops, and supplied bands for them. The bronze from the wave offering totaled 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. He used it to make bases for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the bronze altar and its bronze grating, all the utensils for the altar, the bases for the surrounding courtyard and its gate, and all the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the surrounding courtyard. Exodus chapter 39. From the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, they made special woven garments for ministry in the sanctuary as well as the holy garments of Aaron, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Basilel made the ephod of finely spun linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, then hammered out thin sheets of gold and cut threads from them to interweave with the blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen, the work of a skilled craftsman. They made shoulder pieces for the ephod, which were attached at two of its corners so it could be fastened. And the skillfully woven waistband of the ephod was of one piece with the ephod of the same worksmanship, with gold, with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and with finely spun linen, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They mounted the onyx stones in gold filigree settings, engraved like a seal with the names of the sons of Israel. Then they fastened them on the shoulders of the pieces of the ephod as a memorial stone for the sons of Israel, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He made the breastpiece with the same worksmanship as the ephod, with gold, with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and with finely spun linen. It was square when folded over double, a span long and a span wide. And they mounted on it four rows of gemstones. The first row had a ruby, a topaz, and an emerald. The second row had a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row had a jacinth, an agite, and an amethyst, and the fourth row had a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. These stones were mounted in gold filigree settings. The twelve stones corresponded to the names of the sons of Israel. Each stone was engraved like a seal with the name of one of the twelve tribes. For the breastpiece, they made braided chain-like cords of pure gold. They also made two gold filigree settings and two gold rings and fastened the two rings to the two corners of the breast piece. Then they fastened the two gold chains to the two gold rings at the corners of the breast piece. And they fastened the other ends of the two chains to the two filigree settings, attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front. They made two more gold rings and attached them to the other two corners of the breast piece on the inside edge next to the ephod. They made two additional gold rings and attached them to the bottom of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod on its front near the seam just above its woven waistband. 
Then they tied the rings of the breastpiece to the rings of the ephod with a cord of blue yarn, so that the breastpiece was above the waistband of the ephod and would not swing out from the ephod, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made the robe of the ephod entirely of blue cloth, the work of a weaver, with an opening in the center of the robe like that of a garment, with a collar around the opening so that it would not tear. They made pomegranates of blue, purple, scarlet yarn, and finely spun linen on the lower hem of the robe. They also made bells of pure gold and attached them around the hem between the pomegranates, alternating the bells and the pomegranates around the lower hem of the robe to be worn for ministry, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. For Aaron and his sons, they made tunics of fine linen, the work of a weaver, as well as a turban of fine linen, the ornate headbands and undergarments of finely spun linen, and the sash of finely spun linen embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They also made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold, and they engraved on it like an inscription on a seal, Holy to the Lord. Then they fastened to it a blue cord to mount it to the turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Lord, we thank you for sending us your word, for revealing yourself to us and your love for us. We love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, here's a, another wealth of detail and so many beautiful pictures. I'm, I'm always taken by the specificity that God has given us, mm -hmm. the ark, the mercy seat, the lampstand, the altar of incense. So you probably have studied this in detail. You, you were mentioning your first encounter with that? Yeah, some of my undergrad work at uh, Manny University. Hmm. Just, again, like Bible nerd stuff. It, it, yeah, I mean, you could spend a lot of time on this, a lot of great resources out there. But I think the, the thing that really wowed me in that class was the reality that all of these steps in mm. order to get to God's throne, mm -hmm. we would see Jesus as our true high priest, yes. walk through everything that this high priest, that Aaron, that his sons would carry on in his name. Like mm. the pattern established here gives us a picture of what's been done in eternity through Christ Jesus. Mm. And then we see that same glimpse into the Passion Week where, yeah, he, he, walked out this priestly role to be our advocate, to be our mediator in order to please God. Uh, so it's really beautiful, like just, just seeing that foundation laid out here through Moses. Mm -hmm. And so I, I even nerd out in the leadership principle there. They didn't know what all this stuff meant and what it represented. They just know, okay, this is what God told Moses to do, and we're going to execute. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, to obey Come is on. better than sacrifice. sacrifice. Come on, man. So many times we see... You know, Abraham called, and his first response is, in faith, I will obey. Come on. Don't have a clue where we're going, but come on, sweetheart, here we go. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Packs up the family, <laughs> we're out of here. That's so right, that's right. They have that principle, but some of the specific articles yeah. of furniture, I mean, I love the Ark of the Covenant, mm -hmm. uh, which contained the tablets, yep. which is the law, you know, which had to be satisfied. Absolutely. And as you said, yep. our perfect lamb satisfied that Come law on. fully. Come the on. mercy seat, which uh, I think for for many of us, that's one of the favorite articles. It's like, Lord, have mercy. There. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the lampstand, you know, you've been going through the Gospel of John and how the Lord Jesus perfectly fulfills all these statements yeah. of 
I'm the light I of the am, world. I am the light of the world. Mm-hmm. So here he is, the lampstand. And I, I was nerding out a little bit of it on that. You know, we have three branches on one side, three on the other. Mm. Man, Come on. the number six. Come but on. then God right in the middle, which seven. seven. Yeah. You know, there's so that good. perfect completion mm-hmm. of, of the picture of God united with man. So, so Jesus good. is the perfect man. That's right. But also He's God. God in the flesh. That's right. Yes, walking among us. Uh, mm. The altar of incense. You yeah. know, just the... The prayers of the saints. I mean, you can go right from Exodus, boom, to, to the Revelation. To revelation. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see that even in uh, just thinking about the basins, the bronze altar, mm-hmm. like the amount of, I mean, just from weight. Like if you were to weigh this stuff, I mean, you're talking oh about goodness. tons of gold, yep. tons of precious stones, mm. and they're hauling this stuff around in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. It just blows me away. And so, like, in this barren wasteland, you really have a picture of heaven on earth Mm. in this Israelite camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Even thinking about some of the things as they inventory the materials, what we would see in the ephod. So what God would instruct, again, through Moses to Aaron and his sons, how they were going to dress. I love how you just foreshadowed, like, hey, what we see here is also in the Revelation. As I'm looking at what the priests, the priestly garments, it kind of mm-hmm. makes me think about in Ephesians where Paul lays out the armor of God. Yes. And so you still have like this pure linen, like you have these things to cover your righteousness. There's this breastplate and I love this breastplate covers all those sons. Again, these guys, they, they weren't perfect. They made mm-hmm. mistakes. So I just think it's beautiful that God uses gemstones, something that yes. is forged under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about my own life, I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking that this is painful, but really God is making this beautiful stone mm-hmm. that he wears on his chest mm-hmm. as righteousness. Um, it's just, like I said, just so much we can like siphon and mine from, mm-hmm. from this text today. Yeah. Every tribe is represented by a unique gemstone. Yeah. And that's another thing I just have been appreciating more and more is no two of us are the same and yet when he looks at you and me riley in eternity yeah we are going to perfectly reflect his righteousness so So good all these gemstones i mean you think about the facets of a diamond and how light goes in it breaks up and Mm -hmm. explodes into all this color when you gave when you gave tasha that diamond come on i mean did she did she light up there was a little twinkle in her eye yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, she lit up, and and we will be that for the Lord. Come on. You often talk about the result of his suffering. Mm. What did it bring about? It many sons yeah. many daughters coming that's into it. righteousness. That's it. Yes. It's just it's beautiful, and that's that's what he wanted. I'm, I'm even looking at some of the fruit. Uh, and again, just think mm-hmm. about the craftsmanship here. Mm-hmm. I mean, to take the time to forge pomegranates, mm and almonds like mm. mm-hmm. just so beautiful and again I, I i see glimpses of eden here oh yeah uh, again that's what this tabernacle and even this sacrificial system is god constantly meeting us where we are saying i will make a way for mm. you to come back to me mm. i mean and right here intertwined into the ministry of of these priests again human priests animal sacrifices so it's not going to be a permanent mm. solution mm. it's a band-aid at best but it all points to our high priest, to our lamb, to the bride, 
mm-hmm. and to the groom. I look forward to the and day, man. The closing seal is holy to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing they did. That's right. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he mm-hmm. saved us. And he uniquely, again, calls out this people, Israel, foreshadowing his people, the church. Come on. Uniquely as a people and individuals. And here we are, this little congregation, manna in Newport News, Come you on. know, but exploding. It's so fun to watch you on a Sunday. And we got people in Bangladesh and South Korea <laughs> and up in Pennsylvania. New York's coming. Boom, it's boom, wild. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And yeah, I, I share your enthusiasm and excitement because one little church can explode. And you look at the church in Jerusalem. Come on. I mean, they didn't quite get it. So again, you go back to pressure. Yeah. It's like, let's, uh, y'all need to go. We're going so, to Antioch. Yeah. So, somebody's <laughs> going out. And then, and then it continued to spread. Absolutely. Sometimes under pressure, sometimes. Paul was certainly under pressure, but he got it, didn't he? Yes, he did. He's like, let's go. Missionary journeys. Advance the kingdom. That's take right. people with him. That's so right. So no, nobody goes alone. That's right. Thank goodness. You know, we go together. That's we right. We build together. Come on. And while we build together, God's building us. That's it. That's the rhythm. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day 45 mm. of the Bible in a Year with Man. Thank you.